The Jesuits and spiritual directors of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center invite you into prayer. As we begin our prayer time, we pause for a moment, rest our bodies, and sense God's loving gaze upon us. God is here, inviting us to be still and know that I am God. I ask God for the grace to embody the true spirit of fasting by actively participating in the unbinding of the oppressed and extending love and mercy to those in need. Our reading is from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked, to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Our second voice is J.I. Packer. Wait on the Lord is a constant refrain in the Psalms, and it is a necessary word, for God often keeps us waiting. He is not in such a hurry as we are, and it is not his way to give more light on the future than we need for action in the present, or to guide us more than one step at a time. When in doubt, do nothing but continue to wait on God. When action is needed, light will come. Let these words sink into your soul.
This week's reflection is by me, Andy Otto. The other day, it was a Friday, I was craving a Whopper from Burger King. But then I realized, oh, it's a Friday in Lent. I can't have meat. But then I realized that they have impossible Whoppers. Meatless burgers, which are so good, you can't tell the difference. My craving could be satisfied, and I would fulfill the Lenten obligation to abstain from meat on Fridays. But then I thought about that and how silly that seemed. What's the point, I thought. Unfortunately, the practice of abstaining from meat on Friday for Catholics is an antiquated practice. Not all of us eat meat every day, and replacing it with an impossible burger or a nice fish dinner isn't really a sacrifice. The passage from Isaiah today speaks to the silliness of external and seemingly empty fasting rituals. The Jewish people are wondering why their religious practices and fasting do not seem to bring the divine favor they expect. Isaiah tells them that the true fast is the sacrifice of sharing bread with the hungry, breaking yokes and unbinding the oppressed. This is not about superficial fasting. It didn't take long for me to realize that these are part of the corporal works of mercy Jesus taught his disciples. Let the oppressed go free, clothe the naked, welcome the stranger. True fasting isn't about self-deprivation. It's about radical social action. That word unbind is profound. Unbinding is a true spiritual practice. And how often do we do it in our lives, in the church? Richard Rohr says, why do we not use Peter's power of the keys to unbind the world in this way and to offer it the full victory of God's love? Why do we prefer binding to unbinding when Jesus clearly gave us both? Listen to Isaiah again. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. (laughs) Removing the pointing of the finger. (laughs) How much I need to fast from that. Isaiah is calling out empty practices because they aren't accompanied by ethical or moral transformation. If you do these things, these works of unbinding, light will be yours. You will live in the light. It reminds me of Jesus's words, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. When we're committed to these principles of social justice and caring for the poor around us, we will experience God's guidance even in the midst of hardship. Guidance and care from the Lord is not one way. It's a mutual exchange of love, as Ignatius says. But don't fall into the trap of seeing this as transactional. 
A Jesuit I know once said that we love because we have experienced love. We experience the unbinding, and so we unbind. We have been fed, and so we feed. Our response is born out of God's loving mercy to us. As J.I. Packer notes, sometimes we must wait on the Lord. But this isn't just about divine intervention. It's about the slow growth we take in our spiritual journey toward that transformed heart that is oriented toward justice and mercy. God's light is shown on the present moment where our action is most needed. The future will come. The healing and redemption will come. Our call this Lent is not to superficial acts of piety, but to begin unbinding the oppressed around us. This transformation requires more than just an intellectual ascent. It demands a reorientation of our hearts and actions. When we embody the true fast that Isaiah speaks of, we participate in the unbinding of the world's deep-seated injustices and pains. We become conduits of God's light, breaking through the darkness with acts of compassion, mercy, and justice. Speak to God in these final moments about whatever is stirring in your heart. Loving Creator, in this season of reflection, guide our hearts toward the true meaning of sacrifice. Help us to see beyond the superficial acts of piety to the deeper call of service and love you have placed before us. Teach us to unbind the chains of injustice, to share our bread with the hungry, and to lift the yoke from those who are burdened. May our actions reflect your boundless mercy and love and let our lives be a testament 
to the transformative power of your grace. In our journey towards spiritual growth, remind us that our fasting is fulfilled not in what we abstain from, but in the love and liberation we offer to the world. Amen.